and we're live. Welcome to the first ever pre-recorded um, Pure Lifestyle Live. Moving with the times. Yeah. So this is going to be available in podcast format as well, so that you can do it while you're at the gym if you want, or walking, or, you know, two birds, one stone, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's week one. Very exciting. I hope everyone who is just starting is excited to get going and I think you know you deserve a bit of a pat on the back as well because starting something is never easy and we don't underestimate how easy it is and I think for people that have been in the business a long time it's very easy to think oh yeah you're starting at the gym blah that that's fine and that's you know we see that every day but actually it's a huge thing for a lot of people and to get to the stage where you finally say actually I want to change something and I'm going to do something about it. Taking those first steps to do something like join Pure Lifestyle is huge. So very well done for doing that. And now let's make sure that you get going on the right foot. So what's the topic this week? Cool. So we'll, I think we'll cover the most important part of week one is goal setting. Um, but I think a good shout would be to cover what to expect over the six weeks mm-hmm. as well. So I'll cover what to expect first, and then we'll go into goal setting and put a bit of context behind it. Um, Yeah, so we'll go from there, mate. Um, Okay, so what to expect from the six weeks. So for the people who are new to it and just signed up, and obviously there's a lot on the the group that have been on the program, maybe even rejoined it. Um, So obviously you've got six weeks worth of content coming to you by email. You've got six hours worth of sessions in clubs that you attend one hour per week. Um, Each week and each, um, each week's content and each session um, will be different. There'll be kind of um, new kind of updated bits that you'll go through if you've been on the course before. You'll kind of see the changes, but essentially there's a new theme every single week. Um, week one, which is kind of what we're going to discuss today, is very much kind of setting you up to succeed, helping you understand goal setting um, and getting you to self-assess, um, which takes you into week two, which is understanding calories, um, how to apply a calorie deficit or an energy deficit into your lifestyle, which is what we'll talk about heavily throughout the six weeks. Um, understanding calories, yeah, and the breakdown of calories and what's important, what's not important versus the myths that you might have seen before. Week three is where we start to drip in a little bit more exercise. So you have like a 50-50 split of um, nutrition. The 50% of nutrition at week three is essentially looking at managing social situations, eating out, um, and how it doesn't necessarily have to feel maybe like a restricted diet that you've done in the past. And the exercise element is basically down to your coach that's in club. That's the beauty of having a personal trainer every single week. So they'll plan that. Um, But you will be receiving a session a week in your content. So if you want to tackle something on your own, you'll have a new session every single week. Week four is looking at kind of the different factors that will potentially um, can sometimes get in the way of making the right decisions and progressing behaviors over time. So like looking at stress and sleep. Um, and then we kind of look at kind of different myths that you may have heard in, within and or out the industry in the past or to do with dieting and exercise. And we start to combat them and you start to have a look at applying like home workouts. So if you struggle to get to the gym, then the guys will take you through that. Week five is predominantly a week of coaching. You'll start to be introduced into kind of free weights and the coach will be Probably talking a hell of a lot over the, over the time in your gym should be there to kind of focus on building muscle, no matter kind of how much weight you have to lose and getting you confident in the areas that you might not be confident with right now. Um, and then week six is looking at like measurements again, overcoming plateaus, um, 
and then setting you up either on your own or converting into the personal trainer's business at the end of the week six. So that's a really, really quick snapshot of what to expect over the six weeks. Um, you will do goal setting at week one and at week six. Um, so I suppose the next part of today would be good to get through context of goal setting and how we lay that out. Absolutely. So I think a lot of people do goal setting in slightly different ways, but the main thing to focus on is, I think, initially, and you don't have to do this in the group setting. You know, we know that maybe you've just met your personal trainer or the pure lifestyle coach and the other people in the group. And a lot of these goals can be very personal. So you don't necessarily have to share your goals right now if you're not ready, but it's still important to consider them and write them down and at least you know what they are. So I say that because although most of you will come on this and say, my goal is weight loss, we know that really your goal isn't weight loss. It's what you hope that will come alongside weight loss. So whether that be body confidence, whether it be um, fitting into a dress, whether it be being able to take your kids out to the park, um, I don't know, wearing a bikini on holiday, just feeling healthier and fitter. There are loads of things around it, but really what you don't, you don't really want to weigh a certain number on the scales. Nobody cares what you weigh on the scales. It's what you hope will come with that that's important. So that's something that you need to consider right at the start when you're goal setting, because the reason we use scales or weight as a goal is because it's so easy to measure and it's so easy on the surface to understand, even though a lot of us don't quite understand it. And by that, I mean that your weight on the scale isn't always indicative of the fat you've lost. And that can be for numerous reasons that I'll just briefly go over, but it could be um, you're retaining some water due to hormonal reasons. So like maybe the week before your period, you end, you end up being a little bit heavier. Um, so certain foods that you've eaten, if they're saltier, you can retain more water. If you've eaten it's like a higher carbohydrate diet, again, you can retain more water. Remember it's water and not fat. That will still weigh on the scales but it's not fat. So a lot of things can mask fat loss short term on the scales, which is why we want you to look at measurements and performance in the gym, your mood, um, how you look in progress photos, how your clothes fit, many other things to measure your progress. Yeah, and do you know what? The, the layout of the questions that the guys are about to get at week one will really, really help with everything that you just discussed. Um, and I don't think it's a secret that like we we kind of advocate the, the bridge model, if that's something that people have kind of been familiar with before. It's like an NLP tactic. So um, essentially what that gets you to look at is the underpinning reasons why to your goal. So everything that you've just listed um, and seeing the bigger picture that the, like you've just said, basically the weight on the scales isn't the actual goal. And it's kind of broken up into four parts to help it as, as easy as possible to, to understand them for people to apply. Now, in a group setting, someone asking you these kind of probing questions regards to goals can be quite daunting. And you might not get a hell of a lot down um, in the session because you have like a goals card. And like I said, that's split into four parts. And it's like goal, emotion, um, off the back of that, the desire, and then the solution to that. Um, and the good thing about that is that when you break it down, we you will normally look at how these things will benefit your full lifestyle away from the scale. So it'll be just completely internally motivated reasons as to what you put down from my experience. So the, when, the, when the guys ask the questions, um, I'd really encourage people to think or have time out 
to go back into these goals or to basically just sit down and see how this whole weight loss program will positively affect their life going forward versus where they currently are now and how that makes them feel in the current situations. Like you mentioned certain things like taking the kids to the park, running around with them and so on, like to having the confidence to take the kids swimming again, which might be something that you put off for quite a while, plainly just having energy and feeling like you've had some structure and routine and that you're motivated to do the things that sometimes you've hated doing, Mm -hmm. which is going into the gym and being more active and so on. Um, yeah that tends to be really important when you reach a point that and everyone gets this they're like oh do you know what I'm really happy with I feel more confident I've got more energy I'm really proud of myself for getting to the gym and I'm making all my meals I feel so much fitter and healthier like maybe like other things like my skin's better I you know just generally feel much better but I only lost a kilogram on the scale so I'm not happy and then you have to be like right what were my goals my goals weren't to weigh something on the scales they were to do all the things I've just said, you know, feel generally just feel better about myself, which will have a positive impact on my life and everyone around me. And mm-hmm. have I been doing that? Yes. And it, you, that's when it becomes important that you've put these goals down to start with, because that's really what you want. And then if for some reason the scales have fluctuated that week, which will inevitably happen, nobody loses weight exactly the same every week and just gradually drops. And especially not if you're a woman that's I've never seen a woman do that. No. So I think having those goals is really important, especially when you sometimes, maybe you reach a plateau in weight loss and you, you know, and, and as we always say, like weight loss can't be the goal forever because if you're any good at weight loss, you're going to reach a point where you need to stop and then maintain your weight. And then you're mm. looking at other goals around that. So do I want to get stronger now? Do I want to just continue what I'm doing and keep having this healthy lifestyle? Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? Like, when you're in, I've, I've used this kind of technique for years, but even when you're in a one-to-one environment or a group environment, it might it might not be initially where the penny drops that it's beyond the scales because that's such a hard, You maybe it's something that you're concentrating on for so long, for so many years. To change your mindset to this type of goal setting, it can be tough. Um, but it's the certain questions that we ask on it. It's like the, the third question is like, how do you feel about your current situation? Now, that's very difficult to answer in a room of other kind of females and males going through the same process. So like I said before, and I'd really encourage you to kind of, yes, get stuff down tonight or whenever your pure lifestyle session is, but take it home and work through it um, yourself because there'll be scenarios that make you think, and it might be, I don't know, that... Um, you avoid kind of going on nights out, it lacking, lacking confidence, it affects relationships. And every more, more or less a lot of people that I've kind of done this with in the past go through this, myself included. So it's completely normal to feel like that now. It's kind of then how do we attach the positive stuff, the goal setting stuff to it. And then another really good technique to kind of use is once you've done this at week one, find someone like a friend, um, a partner, whoever's going to hold you accountable and show them um, and show them to keep you accountable because the bigger picture is, is you'll probably positively affect them as well because it's no longer just weight loss or even for the guy in the gym going in the weight room like i i kind of talk about this a hell of a lot the weight room is in my opinion one of the most insecure areas in the gym so they will lack confidence even though it's the most feared area for a female to go in and um, so from my point of view is when you really sit down with anyone, whether it's a bodybuilder, whether it's someone coming into the gym for the first time, you ask them these questions, it goes so much de- deeper than the weight on the scales or how aesthetically they want to look. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, if you ask someone sort of off the cuff, like, oh, why do you go to the gym? Like, oh, I want to get stronger. Yeah. But really, and then you ask, you ask them to dig a little bit deeper, like, actually, you know, it's, it really helps me de-stress. It makes me a better person outside the gym. I'm much, like, I'm much more chilled out. I can spend better time with my family. I am more focused at work. You know, so many positives come from that hour in the gym that they need on their own so that they can mm. be better outside of the gym. So, yeah, I think... Yeah, there's, mu- there's normally much more to it. Yeah, and do you know what? It's like the second part of today's kind of video is about self-assessment. And when you start to put the goal setting down, a lot of it will come back to your behaviours and your lifestyle and how it's going to benefit going forward. And we know, like, when it comes to, yes, we need to understand energy balance and so on, and that's to come. But in essence, most people know what to do. It's just they don't know how to apply it. And when it comes to how to apply it, the self-assessment and the goal setting comes together. So you can start to view differently that, do you know what? I might have not lost scale weight this week, but I'm currently drinking two liters of water. I've never done that before in my life. Um, I currently feel fitter. I'm wanting actually to go to the gym, even when I really can't be bothered going. And like they're huge wins, like major wins. Um, and it's them that you should be celebrating, not so much the, the weight on the scales, but I understand that's a diff- really difficult mindset it's- to I think it's really hard because scale weight is objective. You know, it's there and that's what it is. Whereas all these things are subjective and they will change day to day and they will change within the day because some, you know, you might wake up in the morning and think, I feel great. And then a little inconvenience happens and you don't feel so great or you're not as confident that day. You know, any little thing can happen and you will like walk past yourself in one mirror and think, yeah. I feel really body confident. And then later on in the day, could be five minutes later, you'll walk past another and think, oh no, I don't like the way I look. But you know, oh, that's just completely normal. So that's why it's so hard to use like how you look in the mirror as a marker of success, because that's going to change day to day on your mood and on various other things that are going to happen in your life. Um, whereas the scales are very easy because they're, you know, an, an objective measure, which is again, why we get you to lose use measurements as well because that's quite an objective measure as well um and they're much easier to track same Mm -hmm. with the weight on the bar like how much you're lifting that's okay you've lifted more than last week that means you're stronger than last week that's you know again a really good marker of improvement um but probably what's more important is these subjective markers they're just very hard to be like tangible about yeah a hundred percent a hundred percent and then like the thing for me is it's what a lot of people do wrong sometimes when they they'll set these goals and they'll once they achieve one of them and that might be i don't know taking the kids to swimming for the first time which is what we just talked about they'll then add another one on like i think it's really important especially just for the sake of pure lifestyle because it's so so short six weeks is nothing and to essentially once you've got everything down don't carry on then building something. Once you've achieved something, yes, don't get me wrong, cross it off and celebrate it a million percent, but don't keep like lumping additional goals on top all the time that makes it a little bit more unrealistic because that's kind of coming up to our next point. It's like managing your expectations is key with this. Yeah, that's huge. Managing expectations is always going to be big. And I think one of the like biggest pitfalls people fall into here is comparing their results to others. So if you're looking at, I don't know, someone who's got 20 kilograms of fat to lose and you've maybe got five 
you can't expect to be losing fat at the same rate or the same magnitude as they are. But yeah, mm. I can guarantee someone will still be annoyed that so-and-so lost five kilograms in the first two weeks and I've only lost two. Yeah. Like you do not have that fat to lose. And it's just always that thing of grass is always greener. Like she's probably like, oh, I can't wait till one day maybe I would look like her. And yeah. she's like, oh, I'm annoyed because she's lost more weight. Yes, because she's a bigger person. She has more weight to lose. Like mm. it's so logical when you think about it. Yeah. But people still get caught up on that. Like, that's not fair. She's lost more weight. Well, you know, you can only lose what you have. So, yeah, don't get too fixated on that number. And do remember that if you're coming into this with less fat to lose, you will lose less fat. Simple. Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, and it's a good point. It's not to expect, don't expect, uh, I suppose it's what you just said, but don't expect miracles over the six weeks. Like, we look at, the way we look at things on pure lifestyle itself is obviously small, subtle changes for long-term results. But um, don't get me wrong, it doesn't mean to say that after six weeks that you've really got the hang of this. And then when you get personal training, you can't really push yourself for, I don't know, a holiday you've got booked at Easter or whatever that may be. Um, but for the sake of the program, it's it's put in, it's put in place to, to help you manage it and help you easily apply it into your lifestyle. Um, so, yeah, I wouldn't expect huge results unless you've got a huge amount to lose and there's no shame in that because you're about to action it. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, that was the other thing I'd say, like, especially at the start, like a lot of people, I don't want to take my first measurements. I don't want to do my progress pictures. I don't want to weigh myself. Like, I'll wait until later on to do that and I'm not ready to do that yet. Do it now. No, because yeah, yeah. you will look back and you'll be so happy that you did it. And do you know what? You don't have to show anyone your progress pictures. You don't have to tell anyone what you weigh. But doing it makes it real and there's a start point. And honestly, the motivation you will get from looking back at that. I don't know how many clients I've had that are like, I didn't take my first pictures because I didn't want to. But now I really wish I had. Every yeah. single one who doesn't take their first pictures. Just do it. Like, this is where you're starting. It. That's what's good about this is because it's changeable. Because you've started yeah. this, you believe that. And there's another, you know, this moves on to sort of how you speak about yourself as well. Like, you mm. are not fat, you have some excess fat. And mm. that may seem like a sort of negligible difference in how you speak about yourself. But saying that you are fat kind of indicates that it's not changeable. Like, that's something that you are, and that's just how you are. That's not the case at all. Saying that you have some fat indicates that you can lose that if you want and that's exactly what you're about to do so that kind of change in the way you speak about yourself as well is really important so i've got this extra fat which i'm gonna lose cool great that's brilliant we're here to support you doing that attaching your identity to it makes it a lot harder for you to make that change mm. no i a million percent like agree and do you know what it's just something that you're touching on i've currently got kind of another program going in the background for myself but like with the people who didn't take photos at week at the start of the course, um, now two weeks in they're taking photos, but some of them haven't lost weight. Mm. And it's solely because they feel better within themselves to be able to have the confidence to do that. And like I'd strongly recommend and second what you've just said. Like we don't tell you to do measurements on, uh, sorry, we don't tell you to do photos on the course, but it's something that I would advise and I tell the coaches to do to if, members want to do that then to go home and give them some guidance to do it um, as to how you would do it and so on you don't have to share that with your coach you can keep it completely to yourself or give it to the people that you're accountable to with your goals like if you want to show them mm -hmm. but the progress will be unreal the fact that you're even doing it in the first place is a big jump in progress and motivation mm. and, and i mean we completely get it like it, it isn't fun taking pictures when you're not particularly in shape like even 
you know, and that's for anyone. Like I'm not particularly out of shape, but I'm not in shape <laughs> for me, which means I don't really want to take any pictures of myself. But, you know, if I was about to do like a little six week cut for a holiday or something like that, then I probably should take pictures. Yeah. But you still, you're like, oh, just, nah, I don't really want to. And then you always yeah. wish that you had. You always and I do. Would, yeah. And I would 100% like back that like over the years, I'm not a kind of picture or a photo person. So doing something like that, like you won't see many selfies on my Instagram or hmm. um, no t- disabled toilet shots with the down lighting or anything like that. You won't see that on mine, but it's not something I would be comfortable with, but um, it's a better measure of progress than the scales in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, cool. Um, and then just touching on that, obviously, the whole goal setting thing is about the motivation. Um, and one of the things that we, we sent a survey out last year, and we had like 37,000 people reply to the survey. And we looked at the frustrations that people kind of struggle with um, to do with weight loss. And one of the main things that come back was to stay consistently motivated. Um, and this is like a big topic for me because like it's very hard to stay consistent with anything that's new, which is is granted, whether that be fitness, business, or whatever that may be. Um, so like this comes back to managing your expectations, setting the right goals, and so on. And I think there's a tendency for our industry to talk about like internal and external motivation, and we should kind of dial up internal motivation, which is what we've just talked about. But there's also nothing wrong with having things that are externally motivated there as well, which are like if it is that holiday in six. Mm-hmm so is you doing it for another person because then um, they're motivating you at this moment in time or for an event there's nothing wrong with that at all um so i think it's just finding that balance between internal and external and understanding that none of us including myself and you are always consistently motivated no absolutely not and i think relying on motivation is one of the, the biggest sort of facades that people think is true like oh i'm how do you stay motivated all the time i don't is the answer the simple answer and actually the most motivating thing is getting results so if you you know at the start if you finding really hard to get motivated well just try and just have a little bit of patience with it to begin with like do it for a few weeks when you start seeing results you will become more motivated and after those few weeks it won't be as hard because it'll be a routine it'll be a habit and you're like okay actually i always go to the gym on a tuesday or i always do this i always prep my meals i always you know, get my steps in, it becomes a lot easier because it's habit-based. And that's the whole point of pure lifestyle is that it's these habits that compound over time to give you brilliant results. Mm -hmm. So, you know, going to the gym three times a week for one week is going to get you no results. Doing that for six weeks, that's going to start showing real results. And the Mm -hmm. same, like little daily things, like will it matter if you walk to the bus today instead of getting a lift? No. Will it matter if you do that every single day for the next year? Yes. Mm. You know, like these things compound over time. So it's that's why we take the approach of these like small, subtle changes, which day to day might not seem like a lot, but over time it makes a huge difference. Yeah, and do you know what? A post that you put on for quite a while ago, I think you put it on Pure Lifestyle, which with regards to kind of delayed gratification of like, mm. it, it takes a while and for some people, um, because social media suggests one thing or magazines suggest another thing that people expect the same results as quick. Um, don't get me wrong, you can be pushed that quick. And I'm sure, I don't know, at times in your life you could be pushed, but most people prefer this small sustainable changes and this slow route. But the, the difficult thing that they deal with them, they have to deal with the most is slow progress. It's as simple as that, isn't it? Yeah, um, it's having that, 
delayed reward it was, yeah. wasn't it? It's, it yeah, about. delayed reward. It's that long-term mindset that making a small sacrifice now will have a big reward in the long term. And, you know, it's never fun. It's like, yeah, turning down this chocolate biscuit now, if I do that over time, you know, like I always say no to the second chocolate biscuit, then, you know, that will have an impact long term. But right mm-hmm. now it won't. So yeah. there's always that temptation to be like, well, one won't hurt. And you're right. One won't hurt in isolation. But yeah. the habit of always having one more will hurt in the long run. It's identifying the triggers that normally would take you off track from a motivation point of view, isn't it? It's like um, something God that I discussed. I think it was on our last live community. It's like, like you've just talked about. If you know that that one biscuit turns into 10, it's probably a good idea turning down that one biscuit. Mm-hmm. But if you know it's one biscuit and you can cut off, and then that's fine. Um, if you know that, I don't know, that you, I hate the whole cliche that if you don't train on a Monday, then your rest of your week is failed, that some people put out on motivational memes sometimes, it makes me cringe. Um, so yeah, it just might mean that you've missed the Monday session and that would normally in your mindset be, oh my God, well, I've missed Monday. So the whole week's packed in. Um, so yeah, it's managing them triggers to make you think, right, well, I've missed Monday, but we've got another six days in the week to go yeah. and correct this. So yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Awesome. Okay. Is there anything else we want to cover in this first week? No, I think I'll outline the rest of the week for for everyone. So the rest of the week is about understanding what's to come, which I've talked about the six weeks. And these other parts to, to week one that play a massive role in making the course what it is. Um, one of them is helps with accountability and motivation, which is like an exercise diary, which is it's essentially like a time management planner, like a, just a diary where you get down every single week like we really recommend it to do it on a sunday it depends on the person but to shade out where you sleep shade out i don't know where you work um the times in your week where you work where you i don't know take the kids to football dance you know wherever that might be um other kind of hobbies and interests that take up your time and then look at the remaining part of your week and go right okay this is where i can be active and that might mean you going for i don't know an additional dog walk a day and you only do one now you do two it might mean that um, you schedule in every single Sunday, you go to a different park with the kids and it's a walk, um, which is great because you involve the kids with it. It might, it might mean that you log in two classes for the week of where you want to attend because that's with your pure lifestyle coach and then you log in pure lifestyle. It's essentially, in my opinion, creating the two biggest things that you need to have, which is structure and routine. Once you have them, it's very easy. To... And once you've written it down. Um, and then the other one is, Sorry, I was just going to say, yeah. once you've written it down, you're accountable to yourself as well. Because yeah. it's there, it's written. And I would really use that planner as like, you know, give it give it its dues. Like if you've written it in that planner, it will happen. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like obsessed with lists and it's kind of geeky, yeah. but I have a list of things and nothing will go on that list unless it's going to get done. So I'm not yeah. just going to write, you know, if someone's like, oh, do you want to do this? And you'd have no intention of doing it. It doesn't go on the list. Like, if it's on the list, it will be done and there's no questions asked. So I think with the planner, it's really important to sort of give it a bit of respect, if you will. And yeah, um, yeah and just like if, if that session is on there, of course, like things happen. And, and if it's a legitimate reason, then you can't go. You can't go. But if you've said you're going to that gym class and you've written it on your list, make sure it happens. Yeah, and a really good tool to use, and hopefully all the coaches deliver it this way, is to overestimate that time. So if you've got seven hours in your week, um, but you only actually want to fill three of them with activity or four of them with activity, then you've overestimated three or four hours. 
yeah. which means for them moments where the boss has done your head and you've decided to go home early or you're knackered or whatever that may be, um, you've then got it in the next day anyway. Um, so yeah, that side of it. And then you've got the self-assessment with nutrition. So it would be wrong of us to find out your measurements and then just hit you with calories straight away without really understanding what your behaviours and, and your life looks like. So we look at one week's worth of self-audit and that's in, in form of activity and it's also in form of, um, of nutrition. Two ways you can do that is obviously you can write it down in a food log, which you also get, um, or you can use MyFitnessPal or any other kind of nutrition app that the, the Pure Lifestyle Coach will recommend. MyFitnessPal is great because you can create a community on it and if you've got a nice little tight-knit group, then you can all kind of see each other's food diaries and it seems to work well like that. So yeah, it's having that consistent self-reflection and being self-aware on your week and your behaviors and i guarantee like everyone listening to this when you turn up at week two you already would you already would have changed some behaviors that you've already recognized yourself you wouldn't need your coach to tell you and i think that's the beauty of week one instead of it just being dictated onto you like some other weight loss courses yeah so they're the only two things i wanted to add really awesome right well cool. i think that's been a good first week mm. Yes. And um, yeah, if anyone, so this is going to run basically like this. We will have the topics for each week, which we'll go over and talk about, probably go off on a few tangents, but this is also a Q&A for you guys. So if you have any questions, please post them in the group um, and I will collate them and we will answer them on the podcast slash yeah. video. It might be worth kind of, for the first time since myself and Nick kind of wrote the course about two and a half years ago, we've just, we've, we've been the only ones posting in a group with obviously Emma for, for the past 18 months. Um, so going forward, I think we're kind of going to release for everyone to kind of get involved and start posting between years as well. So if you've been to your group, take some pictures in there and um, whatever it is that you might be doing a long walk or whatever it may be, it's like, show us what you're doing. If you need support with that, that'll create some more content for the lives. Um, so yeah, hopefully it'll feel a little bit more of a community instead of just information and education that's getting from Emma, which is great. Cool. Awesome. Real mate, thank you for doing that.